Welcome back to Investees. On the podcast, we are going to take on the topic of selling out of a long-term investment. I am going to break up this topic into two parts. On this week's episode, we are going to cover what a long-term investment is versus a short-term investment and the tax implications that come along with that, as well as understanding a long time horizon versus a short time horizon. Next week, I will go through the emotional process and the strategy that I went through to sell out of this long-term investment. Let's begin by exploring different definitions of long-term investments and their benefits. According to technical definition, an investment held for a year or more is considered a long-term investment. So if your investment has passed the 12-month mark, it qualifies as long-term. On the other hand, an investment held for less than a year is considered a short-term investment. Knowing whether your investment is short-term or long-term is important because it impacts how you are taxed. If your investment is a long-term investment, then you will be taxed less versus having a short-term investment where you are taxed more. When you are hit with taxes on your investments, this is typically referred to as capital gains. You have long-term capital gains tax and short-term capital gains tax, which as we just reviewed, how we determine whether you have short-term or long-term capital gains is by how many months you have held the investment. I wanna go over long-term capital gains tax rates for 2024 so that you can get an idea of the difference that you have to pay in taxes versus a short-term capital gains tax and a long-term capital gains tax. I know it's a lot. Stay with me. Let's keep this really simple and say that your filing status is single. If you earn anywhere from $0 a year to $47,025 a year, then your tax rate for long-term capital gains is zero. Can we just take a moment to process that? We could be purchasing stocks for our children. They could use this money to go to college. And if they aren't working or making up to $47,025 a year, then they would pay zero on their tax rate for any capital gains made. That is a win. And it's easy to understand just by this tax bracket why the rich get richer. They are taking advantage of long-term capital gains. Now let's take a look at the second tax bracket. The second tax bracket is for anyone earning $47,026 a year in earned income all the way to $518,900 earned income. 
that range, you only have to pay 15%, 15%. It blows my mind in long-term capital gains taxes. That is nothing, absolutely nothing if we compare it to earned income tax. Now, if we make over $518,900 a year, then we pay 20% in taxes. For short-term investments, you will pay short-term capital gains, and short-term capital gains are equivalent to your normal income tax bracket. So whatever income tax bracket you will fall under, that is how you will be taxed on your short-term investment. Something really important to pay attention to is that you may be in one tax bracket with your earned income, but once you add on the additional earned income from your investment, that may potentially put you into another tax bracket and you may have to pay more for taxes. This is why long-term investments are the absolute best strategy because a long-term investment is not treated like your earned income. To help give us a little bit of a comparison, I'm not going to sit here and read the 2024 tax brackets for income tax because reading numbers on a podcast is just not the jam. But I do want to share that on the short-term capital gains, which is also the same tax brackets as earned income, you will never not pay zero. The amount in percentages that you will pay from what you earn is anywhere from 10% to 37%. It is very expensive to work and it is even more expensive to not invest. A very common scarcity belief is I don't want to invest money because I don't want to have to pay taxes. And really what we should be thinking is I don't want to work because I don't want to have to pay taxes. That should be the proper mindset. But we don't think that, right? We never think, oh, I don't want to go to work because I don't want to have to pay taxes. And so I just want to offer a little bit of a shift in perspective if this might be a thought that you think in that you don't want to invest because you don't want to pay taxes. Also, another note is that the taxes you pay from your investment should come out of your investment. It's not like it's coming out of your pocket. It should come out of your investment, the money that you have made. Another note that I think is really important to understand when paying taxes on an investment is that you never pay taxes on the overall amount. Let's say that you invested $10,000 and your $10,000 made you $40,000. And so the total amount in the investment is $50,000. The $10,000 that you invested and the $40,000 that you made. You won't pay taxes on the $50,000. You will only pay taxes on the $40,000. We're gonna take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about an investment that I sold today. 
Investees, if listening to the tax benefits of investing isn't your sign to start investing, I truly don't know what is. Head over to Enluz We Trust, hit the menu, click on Wealth Warrior, the course, check out the dates to the next course. This is potentially the last time I will teach this course live. You can check out the entire curriculum, how much the investment is, which honestly, it is minimal for the return you will receive on this investment. I look forward to seeing you in late February. All right, investees, we are back. So the entire intention of the first half was to get into the difference between a long-term investment and a short-term investment. And of course, the tax portion of all of this is a really important detail because it is what differentiates the two. There is a different type of long-term investment, however, that you need to be aware of. When we take a look at investing giants like Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett, or Ron Barron, these men have been investing for decades upon decades. And so I want us to understand this level of investing because this level of investing is what actually builds generational wealth. To be able to differentiate the technical definition of a short-term investment or investor and a long-term investment or investor that helps us understand what tax bracket you fall on when being taxed, we use short-term time horizon or long-term time horizon to indicate the length at which you will be investing. This all falls under the assumption that you are looking to make a long-term investment, not by technical definition, but by actual time allocated to your investment. A short time horizon is anywhere from five to 10 years, and a long time horizon is 10 plus years. When I say 10 plus years, I'm talking about 20, 30, 40, indefinitely, these stocks will be passed down to your great grandchildren. What's really important to understand is even just holding these stocks increases your value, your net worth. It doesn't increase your personal value. Let's get that straight. But it does increase your net worth. And you can, in turn, use this net worth to borrow more money. And guess what? If you never cash out on the investment, you never pay taxes on the investment. But you can still use it as leverage. I've used my personal portfolio in order to buy a house. I've used it to buy a car. And so it's important for us to also note that many wealthy people will not sell out of their assets. They don't need the cold, hard cash. Their portfolio adds weight to their net worth. Another important note that Warren Buffett always talks about is that the longer you've been in an investment, the less riskier the investment becomes. Of course, 
He has been known to invest in blue chip stocks, which means that they are high quality companies that are also known as large cap companies, meaning they have a high capitalization. They are servicing a large part of the market. They are basically a corporate giant. Some of his investments include Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Johnson & Johnson, recently Apple, just to give you an idea of what he means when he says that with a longer time horizon, your investment becomes less risky. I have definitely benefited from having 10 plus years of my money invested in Netflix. When I first started to purchase Netflix, my shares were $23 and now they are $500 as of Tuesday, January 23rd after market hours. So the amount of money that I put in, which was initially $9,000, is no longer at risk because my gains have increased so much and have gone so far. Your investment over time becomes less risky. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, we will be covering the emotional process I went through as I sold some of my long time horizon investments in Netflix. I'm going to go through that entire strategy with you next week on the podcast. I'm your host, Linda Garcia. You are listening to Investees, a Cosmic Standard and in Lose We Trust production. A special thank you to the team, Eliza Smith, Jacob Winnick, and Asia Simpson. 